You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 344, for the week of Wednesday, the 6th of February, 2019. I'm Scotty, and with me tonight are... Adam. Ben. Eddie. And John. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are The Gentle Giant, The Punisher Animated Statue, The Sideshow Collectibles Batwoman Premium Format Statue, The Marauder Gunrunner's K9 Figure, and for our discussion topic, we break down the Bandai SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Bulma Action Figure. Hey everybody, we're all here. It's all of us. Hooray! How are you? All right. Hooray! Yay! Good. Hooray! Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my bitch. I, I, I forgot the order of the questions, so I just kind of winged it. Oh yeah, I forgot the order of them too, and I said them. It wasn't super planned. It was just more like you know, I was trying to be super enthusiastic because I knew that I was going to get some to follow. Not them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you so balance let, and complete us. I certainly do. So let you know, let's go from least sunshiniest to sunshiniest. John, how, yo, you, how are you? Obviously, one of the reasons that John is um, not so sunshiny is that we make him get up ridiculously early when he wants to speak to us, um, and of course, he's in the middle of some sort of polar vortex thing. So, how are you, John? Ooh. We're pleased to hear that you haven't frozen to death. Well, it was like uh, almost fifty something here on in Fahrenheit on uh, Thursday, and then it was like I don't know, sixteen degrees yesterday. So, and then last week we had like minus forty wind chills. So, uh, who, who, who knows? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. It's so unpredictable, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just ask Alexa in the morning, you know, what the wind chill is going to be. How many pairs of underpants should I wear, Alex? Dr- dr- dress to uh, dress accordingly. So, so she can tell. Yeah. She I don't can even tell know you. if I would have clothes for that weather to survive. Like if that hit here, I would be dead. Right? yeah. Well, like like when it was really cold, I was wearing like a t-shirt and then like a sweatshirt. You know, that's what I would wear all day at work, and then I would wear another hoodie over top of that, and then my regular coat, and I have like a balaclava that I wear and, you know, stocking cap, that kind of stuff. Or a toque, if you're from the north. A toque. Excellent. Proud feet. It's very different. Um, Like, the the way that houses are heated um, between US and Australia, and obviously it's partly because of the you know, different style of climate, but what I find now after having been in Australia for so long is if I go back to the US in the winter, I am so hot inside because mm. the, the the temperature is much higher. Like we in Australia, you kind of heat your house to be able to be comfortable in a jumper or you know something. And I, I find in, that our kind of what we would call our winter clothes are actually too heavy for inside in the states because of the temperature that people seem to heat their houses to. Yeah, we keep ours a little cooler. So, you know, it was weird. Um, I ended up going to Mexico December 
late November last year. And, um, I've never been to Mexico. We were in Northern Mexico and, uh, I checked into the hotel. I was the only one checking in and out of the group. I, cause I came from a different airport and, um, I got to the hotel desk and the girl's like, would you like heat or air conditioning in your room? What? <laughs> yeah. what? Every other, every other ho- floor in the hotel, one was heat, one was air conditioning, one was heat, one was air conditioning. Wow. Just for people coming from different climates? Or? I have no idea because I, I was like, I'm like looking at her going. distressing that you actually have to choose. So, well, well, yeah. well, I can't make that decision now. What's the weather tomorrow? Well, yeah, because, I mean, it was, you know, I was there for a whole week and it was like, well, wait a minute. You know, I'm I'm coming from Indiana. I have no idea what the weather in northern Mexico is, you know. That's so baffling. I, look, what, what would you I looked at her. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, which one would you take? I'll take that one. <laughs> what did you what? So what did you get? Um, I got one with air conditioning and it actually got up where I was kind of glad by the end of the week because it was like in the high 70s Fahrenheit wise. Um, so yeah, it worked out all well. And it had one of those weird um, things by the hotel door where you put your key to turn on some of the power in the room. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, those aren't common here. And I didn't know to look for it. So I kept wondering why the bathroom switch wouldn't come on <laughs> for about <laughs> five minutes because it was in the like foyer area. And because there were no lights on, I couldn't see it even. <laughs> mm. It was weird. Those are irritating. They are, they're more common here. And my favorite trick is, because often in places they'll give you a, you know, they ask you how many keys you want. Cards. Give you two. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll say, do I need one for the power? And if they say yes, I'll say, oh, two. Um, yeah. But then occasionally, you know, I, I've stayed in places where every day they would take that card. And, oh, really? Yeah. So, like, for, come back from you know, in the house, housekeeping would take the card and you go down and be like, hi. Oh, and they'd be like, oh, we told them not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always put the no housekeeping thing on my room. So oh. that's just me. Yeah. I mean, so, normally if I'm by my, if I'm by myself, I'll have like, you know, five towels anyway. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, John has been dealing with one set of extremes of weather, and then here uh, in Australia, we've been all over the place too, but in the other direction. Um, So who has had the hardest weather in the last week? Was it Adam? I'd say Uh, Adam. Not this week. Mm -hmm. I'd say the week before when we had the uh, 47-degree day. Have we spoken to you since then? Uh, Probably not. No, but it was awful, and um, it, <laughs> it was it's, awful. it's that temperature where, well, the air conditioning at work crapped out, and Amazing. so most of us kind of knocked off half an hour to an hour early because it, it just got ridiculous up in our area where we were because we have the afternoon sun comes through the windows and we've got a metal roof and whatever else. Um, and then you get home, and because we've got evaporative air conditioning, that doesn't really do too much when it's 47 degrees because – the whole unit is already hot and, and the rest of it. So you basically just kind of get home and wait until it gets to about 11.30 before it starts cooling down. And, yeah, yeah it, it was unpleasant. Um, I know a couple of people that I work with, their um, reverse cycle air conditioning basically crapped out 
like yeah. couldn't keep up and they just took the kids and went and hung around shopping malls and things like that for <laughs> the evening. Oh, awful. So, yeah. Awful. What's the Canberra um, heat been like, Ben? Yeah, I think we pretty much get Adelaide's weather when they're finished with it. Um, so that same week, we uh, I think we had four four consecutive days of 40 or above. So it was either 40, 41. I think one day was 42. Um, but the worst of it here is that uh, we have humidity. So I, I can I can deal with the heat. Like I can go outside and go, gosh, it's really hot. Um, you know, but when it rains um, at night and then you get up the next day and it's like a sauna, it's just I, I don't understand how people live in tropical climes. Like it's, it's awful. Mm-mm. So yep. it's, right. I mean, you know, humidity is the, the enemy of the middle-aged fat man. Like it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I, I used to go to Darwin a bit for in my last job, and every time I was there, and please, anyone who listens from Darwin, don't take offense, but I, I would just be like, I can't believe that people live here uh, on purpose. Like, what? what That's it. You know, it's like the same kind of, you know, choking sort of climate as Singapore, but with nothing <laughs> nice. Like, I just yeah. was... And I mean, you know, when you're not, you know, when you're not local and you don't kind of know where to go and you're just there for work and that sort of thing, it's, <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh my god. I mean, the air conditioning everywhere you go is amazing, but but being outside is like, why, why, why? I just why when it was an entire city made up of people who lost bar bets or something. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely it is, yeah. it is why when you fly over Darwin, if you look out your window, every house has swimming pools. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The, the, when people tell me that they've been there, I'm always like, deliberately, like. But, but then you know, people, people who the people that live there, um, obviously, can bear it or like it. You know, it's what you get used to. But yeah, I'm not a humidity person. We we didn't. Before have- we get hate letters, I actually do. I had a wonderful holiday trip through the red centre of Australia, through Lake oh, Coobapedi yeah. and Yulara yeah. and Catherine and up to Darwin and all that. It is a very nice scenic way. But, yeah, by the after the long trip, I, I only needed a day or two in Darwin before. <laughs> but it was it was a lovely city Indeed. for the two days. Um, well, we, we've probably comprehensively covered as much weather as anyone is interested in, so... Uh, being a little bit more on topic, and we'll go back to John. Um, any interesting acquisitions recently in the toy department Eddie, or other? Eddie, Eddie made me buy a transformer, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I got I, uh, Hound, but I, I had um, which one did I have in my hand? And I put back because I had just bought Hound the week before, or that same week was um, oh Bumblebee, the World War Two Bumblebee. I had him in my hand. Oh, I. Uh, if you're done with acquisitions, can I jump in here? Sure. I picked up World War Two Bumblebee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my acquisitions, and he, he's a bit of a weird one. And I mainly picked him up out of curiosity because I don't know in the actual uh, Transformers: The Last Night's movie. Uh, Bumblebee isn't a sort of old-fashioned tank. He's kind of like one of Hitler's Corvettes that transforms uh, in that. So I kind of think this guy might be originally concept art 
figures from the new Bumblebee movie before they went back and did reshoots and re-edited it to be sort of a reboot rather than part of the Michael Bay universe because there was originally going to be a scene in that of him during back on Earth during a wartime that would then link it with the original Transformers movies and a lot of people are really bored because no one saw The Last Night and connecting it through there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I sort of got him at, to look at him and say like, oh, is this one? Is this? And I, I'm, I'm actually going to stand by my opinion. I, I think he, this figure was meant to be for the Bumblebee movie and then they cut the scene that he was in. So they went back and rebranded him, uh, last night, which, uh, I imagine they won't make a figure off because no one in a toy store wants to have Hitler's car on their shelf. Uh, I think that's oh. untrue. Yeah, I, I was going to say, unfortunately, <laughs> that's probably incorrect. Um, there are probably people that would be quite excited about that. Uh, and if you're one of them, please stop listening now. Bye. Hopefully not okay. toy shop owners that would sell it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other acquisitions, Eddie? Uh, I got the Walmart multiverse figures of Harley Quinn and Spoiler. And actually really enjoyed both of them. And as uh, Scotty put on our uh, AFB community Facebook page, uh, it's a bit of a shame that the this line's starting to get good again right as it's ending. Yeah. Typical. Typical. Shame. What about you, Adam? Acquiring uh, this acquisition? I got my, my box of stuff, which is largely Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z stuff. Uh, and today I went out and splashed a whole $15 on a servo saver for my Formula 1 car, which I seem to have managed to tune into running in a straight line at full throttle. So I will start uh, running that again or for the first time, really. But So I now have a functional Formula 1 model car or remote control car. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Does it have a functional model driver or just the car? Uh, I have not bothered rigging up the driver and steering wheel to turn with the servo, just the wheels. But I That's can't be like asked. Way more that. technical than what, what I was actually asking. It was like, is there like a little, you know, driver person in there as well? There, there is a, a person in there, yes. Oh, is there? So Scotty oh. wants to know if there's an action figure involved, whether it mm-hmm. classifies as a toy, otherwise, there, this mm-hmm. segment's getting cut. How <laughs> 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 very rude. Um, yes, there is a there is a person molded into the um, the body of the car, and you have to attach the helmet via a screw and do the helmet as well. So it even has a point of articulation. One that would suck to be molded into the seat of a car. Be better than being molded onto the front of the car or the underneath of the car. True, or the the power of the force uh, imperial cruise <laughs> missile trooper. If you've ever seen him. <laughs> Well, I, I was thinking the um, – did you ever see the concept cloud car guy that's just like a molded-on head that would flip around? That used to annoy me as a kid. Oh No, I don't think I've ever seen that look, one. It's a, it's, it's a weird one. Look it up. It was a mm. peg warmer for ages, and it was just really annoying that they didn't include a figure with it, but it was a molded figure that would sit on like a flip switch so you could flip it around to make it look like no one was sitting in there. Or flip it to make it look like someone was sitting in there. It's like, why oh, couldn't you just give us the figure? So. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, the the cruise missile trooper. He's he's only got like from the waist up, and he he's got a button that slides him in and out, and that's it. Mm. <laughs> mm. I had 
uh, the you know, Kenner cloud car, I, I have this like terrible childhood memory about buying it with my own money and then being made to take it back because I got in trouble or I can't remember what happened. <laughs> but I know. Oh, no. It was sad. <sighs> anyway, Ben, make me happy again. What have you what have you bought so I can live vicariously through you? Uh I following up on my Toy of the Week um for tonight's show, uh, I got the Gentle Giant animated Daredevil figure. I oh. had a bit of a, a look on eBay since I was on a bit of a hot streak, um, getting a whole bunch of them from Big Bad on Super Duper Special, and uh, then became completely mortified to find out that some of the early ones are already going for big bucks. Mm. So um, uh, Deadpool, for example, is already going for big, yeah. big numbers now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I Got um, got Daredevil for a, an absolute steal um, from a, a, an Australian seller who took about three weeks to post it, but it was um, was such a good price I didn't complain. But yeah. um, I'll, I'll, um, it relates to something I'll talk about at the end of the show. But I tidied up the comic room slash toy room and uh, was pretty pleased with uh, the end results. But um, I ended up with about eight comic boxes kind of stacked on top of each other in in two rows of four. And uh, I was looking at all the flat space on top and thought, oh, wow, I can, I can now go and you know, dig some stuff out and display more stuff. Um, and so I went into the garage and was kind of rooting around in there looking for appropriate things. And I completely forgot about my Terminator uh, T-800 endoskeleton skull. Um, which, is, you know, which is life-size. And so it's this big chrome you know, Terminator skull and the eyes light up and everything like that. Um, and no one else was home. And so I got it out and I thought, gosh, this is a beautiful piece. Like it, it really, you know, I, I just, I love the, the Stan Winston design. Um, and so I got it out and I, I stuck it on top of the, the comic boxes and thought, oh, gee, I wonder what, you know, the kids have never seen it. I wonder what, you know, they're going to say, like, I don't, you know, I don't want someone to have nightmares about this, you know, this killer robot coming to get them or something. So I'm sitting in my office and I hear them come home and, uh, one of the, one of the miss eights comes wandering into the the comic room and as she walks up to me she's oh daddy can i have and then stops turns looks at the skull then looks even closer and, and says um he really should brush his teeth better and i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so of course you know the skull is completely chromed but they've used acrylic teeth to mimic human mm -hmm. teeth mm -hmm. um and they're not exactly well cared for teeth so she was concerned about the state of his teeth and that was pretty much it. She went back to the question, and uh, I haven't mentioned it since. So, <laughs> Until yeah, tonight, so. when they wake up screaming. Well, yeah, yeah um, like I was going to say, there could be a delayed reaction. So, yes. Or they take some McLeans and start scrubbing his teeth, <laughs> and then you walk in <laughs> oh, and see them yeah. putting toothpaste over <laughs> you, think, and you're the one screaming. Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yes. What about you, Mr. Scotty? Anything new? <laughs> I had to have a little bit of a intervention with myself this week because um, <laughs> <clears throat> you might recall that we a, all get a few, lonely. A few episodes, <laughs> a few episodes ago, Eddie and I reviewed the SH Figure Arts Harry Potter and Ron Weasley figures, which I um, enjoy, and they're still here on my desk. And then in the mail this week, I got an SH Figure Arts Ron Weasley that I like. Also ordered some at some point and forgotten about. And so I was like, man, 
you got to get this under control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually what it, what it was, was it was a like super cheap eBay thing where you kind of go, mm, this mightn't be real, but if it is, um, I'll win. And I like, I'd just completely forgotten about it. And, uh, but it's a, it's a genuine thing. So anyway, so I, I put that up to sell and then Eddie reacted to your face to it. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> this is a spare. It's not <laughs> spare. <laughs> this is spare. I, it. got I was thinking like, oh, well, his daughter's a Harry Potter fan. He could at least, you know, pass it on or do that if he doesn't want oh, it anymore. You know, it's funny because she's the, the legal adult now. And uh, she, she saw, so she saw them and she was, she was kind of like, eh. and I was like, don't you like them? And she was like, eh, they're toys. They're not pops or like she's still she she got <laughs> oh, the okay. yeah she got the Ron Weasley on chess piece you know deluxe pop for her 18th. Like it's she's not, but it just I think it it probably just a little bit too small and detailed to be um, super appreciated. She's not really an action figure person, right? Um, mm. So, but. The one thing that I did deliberately acquire, um, and only only intend to acquire once, was the uh, Becky Cloonan Batman Black and White statue. Um, Ooh, nice. Which, yeah, is I mean, it's it's one of those you know designs with the kind of cape in in a way that like if he his cape actually was like that, he'd just be like on the ground because he'd be tripping over it all the time, right? Like. Um, so it's, you know, the, the artistic license with the cape sort of thing, but it's really beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually behind on reviewing, reviewing those, but yeah, I think I have waiting for me at my local comic shop, the DC Essentials Shazam and Black Adam, if they did actually come out this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, they wouldn't, I actually haven't been to the store this week myself, but, um, yeah, they were meant to hit this week. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be. There and I also have waiting for me the Primal Age Aquaman, the you know Funko. You know we're not just completely ripping off Masters of the Universe, but maybe a little line. That one. Yeah. Yep. yep. Cool. Okay. Well, we have reviews to do and toys uh, to break down, and so I believe we should take a moment and begin. Reviewing and breaking things down, but not not apart. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X-Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X-Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, we talk about toys here when we get around to it and we're here now and Ben is going to properly get around to properly talking about toys. So Ben do, do the things off you go.
I shall properly take it away. Uh, yes, some time ago, long-time listeners will remember I reviewed the Gentle Giant animated Captain America uh, statue, and uh, yeah, I was largely complimentary uh, on it except for the paintwork, but my biggest gripe was the fact that it's based on the artwork of Scotty Young, and uh, there was no credits to be found anywhere, and I thought that was uh, a little bit rude. Uh, and then, subsequent to that, Gentle Giant announced that they were bringing out a new line of figures that were PVC-based using the exact same sculpts. So I took my bat and ball and I went home uh, and never looked at the line again. Uh, and then I caved like a caving caveson from Cavesville um, when Big Bad Toy Store had a, a rather large sale on this line of statues, uh, I think up to about 55% off uh, on many of them. So... Uh, combining them into a, a single shipment. I picked up uh, quite a few around Christmas time. And uh, I am going to look at the Punisher animated statues. So Gentle Giant 2017 uh, release and acquisition. Uh, I think these will retail, they're, they're around sort of 60, 65 US dollars. But as I said, uh, Big Bad's got a huge sale and I'm assuming others might do as well. So um, getting fast because some of the popular characters are already starting to move up in price on the secondary market. Um, so, and this one is sold out. On, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Great. Uh, mm. um, so this guy stands about 11 centimetres tall. That's about four and a quarter inches. Um, you know, holding, holding him in your hand, he's probably about the same size as kind of like a Bowen mini bust. So it's a, a really nifty oh. little piece. And, I mean, despite the pose, um, you know, they're a, a good little space saver. I mean, you know, being, you know, four and a quarter inches tall you know, is dwarfed by Marvel Legends figures, et cetera. So um, they are actually quite neat in terms of uh, saving space. Uh, Gentle Giant have a pretty standard packaging regime going on. It's really evident. They've got a white and red color scheme, um, white boxes with red accents. Uh, and so they all have a consistent look. So if you go to any shop and they've got a group of them together, they're really easy to spot. Um, Marvel, you know, big logo, very obvious, um, you know, the Gentle Giant logo as well. So, um, you know, not, not a lot going on. You get a few images of uh, the item inside. And as you rotate the box, you actually get the different angles, which is really cool. So the front of the box has him from the front, side of the box has him from the side, etc., cetera, um, which is all quite neat. A little bit of a um, blurb on the back about how they uh, go about creating it. It's digitally sculpted. Um, but oddly enough, no mention of the, uh, you know, the artistic source. So uh, any credit they've given hasn't actually... Um, made it to the packaging and there's not even any mention of um, the sculptor. Uh, and I actually think that's pretty poor. I think in this day and age, uh, giving credit where credit's due, um, you know, it just says basically, you know, it's based on, you know, uh, the animated Marvel look kind of thing. So not crediting Scotty or, or whoever actually sat and did 3D rendering. So a bit sad and, you know, boo his to Gentle Giant. I think you should get your act together. Um, this is supposedly a limited edition, but uh, it's an edition of 4,000. So, uh, you know, some of us might have a cutoff limit as to what they consider to be a limited edition, but 4,000, eh, you know, I mean, Eng just said it's sold out, but doesn't feel very kind of limited. Um, so mine's three, five, five, six, nothing terribly exciting there. They do come with a nifty little trading card size certificate of authenticity. 
which is pretty groovy, uh, and they all have a consistent look and feel too. So if uh, if you're inclined to get some of those um, trading card holders, you know you could pop them all into a, a single sleeve if you wanted to. And of course, it's got the hand numbered um, thing on the back as well. Uh, right. In terms of the sculpting, yep, I said this is based on Scotty Young's artwork. So if you're familiar with you know sort of Marvel comics from the last decade, Scotty does a lot of variant covers. He does lots and lots and lots of variant covers. Um, and obviously this is his take on the Punisher. Um, it's actually pretty neat. This is a, a sort of modern Punisher, none of the sort of white boots, white gloves, spandex kind of thing. This is much more in line of what we've seen from, say, even uh, the Punisher Max over the, the last you know, decade or so. Uh, we're talking all black, trench coat, um, hair slicked back kind of thing. Um, and, and it works really well. Uh, it's actually quite neat. He complements the other um, pieces in the line quite well with sort of the, the whole sort of dark thing going on. Um, so, yeah, black outfit and trench coat and uh, some nice combat boots. Um, what's actually pretty groovy about this is um, they have actually included a lot of the drapery in the clothes. Um, the trench coat does actually have sort of multiple wrinkles in uh, the sleeves and um, as uh, the legs do as well. The coat's kind of, you know, flapping out as if he is in actually the middle of uh, some action. So there's some, you know, nice little highlights that they've actually captured there. I haven't actually seen the source art that this is based on. Um, you know, I'm not someone who picks up my comics from the local comic shop and, you know, gets all the Scotty Young covers. Um, so I don't know how accurate it is. So the Punisher is holding a couple of revolvers up, um, obviously in the middle of some action. One of the uh, revolvers has the cylinder popped open, um, and it's actually quite neat. You can actually see the uh, the chambers where the rounds go. Um, they don't mm. go all the way through, so it's it's not hollow. They haven't drilled all the way through, but there's some nice little sort of detail um, in there as well. Um, his hair's pretty groovy. He's got the whole grease thing happening, slick back. Um, they've got some uh, some nice sculpting in in the way they've done the strands of hair. Um, and then I think the, the thing that stands out for me uh, for this particular piece is the pouches. He's just got some sort of uh, Batman utility belt style pouches going on uh, and there's some nice little um, sort of press studs that, that hold them closed, etc. and they're all sort of nicely sculpted. Uh, and then complementing on that look, of course, is the Punisher skull on his shirt. Now, at first I thought that was sculpted, um, but on closer inspection, I'm pretty sure that's actually a transfer that they've actually put on. So now he's got a pretty determined look on his face. Um so, you know, as a bit of a Punisher fan, John, one thing I was going to ask you is what the thing I guess that surprised me is that, you know, the whole point to Scotty Young uh, and his artwork is he makes them look juvenile. He, he makes them look like a bunch of kids getting around playing superhero. So when I opened the box, not looking too carefully um, at the outside of the box, I actually expected him to be holding like some toy guns, like water pistols to sort of play up the whole mm. youthful thing. But it actually turns out he's holding, you know, real revolvers. So. I'm not. I'm on. I'm on the fence. I don't really care one way or another. But what would what would your expectation be, John? I, I don't know because they're, they're revolvers, but they're very goofy. <laughs> they're almost, you know, toyetic um, in in the way the barrel is because the barrel's the size of the the cylinder, and so yeah, yeah it's I almost mean, a it's flare not, gun. Yeah, that's actually what I thought it was at first. Um, I mean, they could have colored them different, but then you know. Like if they'd colored them like Nerf guns, would it really look right? I, I don't know. I, I think yeah. I think it's fine. I, I I don't really think of the Punisher with revolvers though. So um, it's, no, it, no, me either. 
it's a little strange, but I, yeah. I, it works. Yeah, yeah. One of my biggest kind of grievances with you know artists on the Punisher is people who don't research their weapons, etc. But anyway, that's a story for another day. But um, look, you know, it's um, the they work really, really well. They they do look fun. Um, moving on to the paint. Um, I, I was disappointed in Captain America. I thought the the sort of the hand painted um, effort was poor. Um, there was a lot of slop um, bleeding from one colour onto another. Um, I can say that this is actually a huge improvement. Um, I'm actually really happy with how they've done a lot of it, particularly uh, the belt and the pouches. I'm actually almost convinced that they're a separate piece that have been painted and then actually, you know, the whole piece has been glued on to the figure because um, there's there's nothing that indicates that one colour has gone on to another, um, which is not the same as the hands. Unfortunately, they've painted the, um, you know, the the grip of the, the revolver's brown and then they've actually painted the flesh colour on his hands and the flesh colour has actually bled onto the brown because they just haven't been careful enough. So that was my huge complaint with Captain America. But it's only really prevalent here um, where the uh, skin tone of the face meets the hair. Uh, it's actually pretty good. They've um, had some nice attention to detail. So well done, Gertie, in, in that department. Uh, what is pretty cool about the paint here is the highlighting. Uh, the black jacket has these kind of dark grey blue um, streaks in the uh, in the creases to sort of make them stand out. And on any other figure, it look really awkward, almost like it's a kind of a, a zebra scheme going. But for the cartoon Scotty Young look, it actually works really well. And then they've got a oh geez, I don't know, someone help me out with the colour here. It's almost a you know a, a lavender um, that mm. they've that they've kind of brushed onto his so hair. Purple to sort of highlights. Hi- it is. They're purple. They are. They are. They're, yeah, I'm just going to come out and say purple highlights. And um, they work really well, too. The, the whole thing uh, is complemented quite nicely. I think overall there's nothing that I would change. The scheme is, is quite nice. Um, best thing is the boots are actually um, a gloss black. Uh, so, you know, being a former Marine, uh, Frank's keeping his boots in good shape and um, they contrast with the, the matte of the rest of his outfit really, really nicely. Um on to the odd thing. Now, when I had this in hand, I was I was in part of the house where I didn't have particularly good light, and so I was kind of checking it out and going, yep, that's fine. And, and there was a few kind of smudges on the, the coat and, you know, a smudge on the hair, and I was just sort of wiping it off with my finger. And I thought, um, oh, okay, you know, there's a couple of little, you know, bits and pieces. Um, and then when I got it out uh, in in sort of the, co- the comic room to to do it for the show tonight, I was I was playing around with it uh, before we we got the show underway, um, and there's an awful lot of dust on the figure. So at first I thought maybe Gertie had I don't know had a chicken BLT for lunch and and had a couple of dirty <laughs> fingerprints or something like that. But as it turns out, it's very dusty. So I don't know whether, you know, Big Bad was clearing out a bunch of figures that had been returned. And then I was sort of starting to think, well, this figure hasn't actually been out that long. So it hasn't had time to sit on a shelf in a shop somewhere and accumulate dust, um, or unless it was dusty in the factory. Um, So then I ended up having to go and get a really soft brush from, you know, some of my modelling stuff um, and basically just give him a complete brush from top to bottom because he was dusty. Um, you know, he, he comes on a, a generic base. Um, I think fans of Sideshow, uh, their recent X-Men figures would be pleased because it's just a very basic black sort of pedestal disc. 
Um, but, you know, the, the creases in that disc held the dust really, really obviously. I could really see the, uh, the that sort of grey um, dust collect. So that really annoyed me. Uh, I thought that's really quite odd. I don't think I've ever had a, you know, a, a figure or a statue or, or anything with that problem before. So... Yeah. Um, one last little nitpick that I had is that the, the skull on his uh, chest is really, really cool. It's the, the Scotty Young, so it's really kind of offset with one eye bigger than the other. Looks really cool. Um, I did say it was a transfer, and the reason why I think it's a transfer is there's a couple of little pinches. Um, anyone who's ever applied uh, water slide transfers on model kits in their life will know the frustration of having them accidentally touch together and, and you know, crimp basically um and there is actually a crimp in the bottom of the skull um it does lend itself a little bit to the the credibility of you know creases in the clothing but i don't think it's intentional so look all up um you know it's a lot of fun i I like this guy a lot more than i thought i would because i was kind of thinking back to the negativity of captain america um you know being my favorite character and all i had high expectations um, but this is actually, uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a bit of a return to form. Um, I'm going to take a couple of points off for the the bad application of the transfer, and of course the the horrendous dust, um, and and maybe also the slop and the way they've painted their hands. But overall, um, a lot of fun. I'm going to go and place this guy in front of my my sideshow premium format, um, and I'm going to give him eight out of ten dollars. You know Very the nice. the skull the skull to me looks like. Uh, Sid from Toy Story. Yes. <laughs> that, that's that that's what I see it, when I, can't I look at it. it. Yeah, that's what I see <laughs> when I look at it. And and I'm now getting purple highlights in my hair. <laughs> Go for oh. it. Go for it. <laughs> Very good. These are fun, yeah. Um, and I, look, I think if you are interested in any of these, they are worth checking out because they are starting to disappear. Um, I see the price is starting to climb on a few of the earlier ones. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about the uh, Scotty Young credit or lack thereof before, and it's interesting because when you look at – I was just having a bit of a squeeze while you were talking, and when you look at the items on a number of retail sites, it does often mention – Scotty Young, but it doesn't on the general mm, giant side. Mm. And I, you know, I, I feel like that it's, you know, maybe there's some contractual issue or, you know, yeah. whatever, like that, because like, who knows, but it is, it is bizarre. You would think that because it is a iconic, you know, people, you look at it and you know, right away what Absolutely. that is, that yeah. they would use yeah. that branding. However, there are times where, and I mean, I'm talking on my ass here, but you know, there are times where people will uh, forego a name credit for something else, right? Like, so who knows? Like, or maybe it's a Marvel licensing. Anyway, it's a bit weird. Yeah, um, I yeah. need to make a correction. Um, mm-hmm. I, I must have had a bad link because this is actually in stock. Um, yeah, cool. On, uh, so, okay. and, and it, it looks Get like it's now. Uh, twenty nine ninety nine. A big bad. So look at that. That's a steal. Yeah. The huh. I, I know. I had a bit of a kind of troll through the um the the big bad sale, and uh, I did actually look at those and was a little bit tempted, but I didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it. I've got a few more to go, so I, I might be able to sway you yet. Yeah. 
Um, okay, cool. Well, look, thank you very much for that, uh, Ben. And we will take a short break and we will come back. And I think it's me now speaking about the things. All of them. All the things. Dust your figures, boys and girls. <laughs> from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack, the Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite, or the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle. Activate Ram. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection, vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin, fish bait for Luther. Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Well, welcome back. We are now going into our second toy of the week. And for that one, we hand over to our fabulous leader, Scotty. So over to you, my friend. Oh, dear Lord, am I the leader? Mm-hmm. We took a because, vote. Oh, fantastic. Great. Great for Mojo. <laughs> uh, so Ben and I have been, without much coordination, doing a good job of picking up different uh, sideshow <laughs> premium formats for your entertainment. Uh, you, you don't have Batwoman yet, do you, Ben? I do not. No. I do not. I've got a Excellent. daredevil that's in, oh, yes. I don't know, purgatory. Mm. What, is, is, that, is that the new word for customs or what is it? No, no, it says shipped. And then when I click on the button on the new side, new and improved Sideshow website, it says um, forbidden. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I have something that I, an eBay um, item that I sent that shows that it was received by Australia Post, thank goodness. And then it's just gone. Like Germany, uh, the guy has, you know, the guy's been so patient about it. And, you know, I lodged a, a case and then like nothing for a week and a half. So then I get onto the online chat and then after. You know, all the, can I get your name, the sender's name, your address, the uh, your recipient's address, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, oh, this is being handled by our international team. You can call them on 1-800. And I'm like, <sighs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, it's all designed so they never have to say, oh, yeah, we it's lost. <laughs> anyway, I am uh, not re- reviewing something that got lost, um, and I'm pleased about it because I rather like this. This is the Batwoman Sideshow Premium Format statue, the regular edition. Uh, the exclusive edition came with uh, swap-out hands holding guns, which I didn't feel like I needed to pay customs and and well, not I wouldn't mm. necessarily, but you know, GST and all those horrible things for. So, yeah. um, sourced locally. The this is a 2019 release. It is uh, the first comic DC character in a little while, and the but the Bat Family is the seems to be the you know kind of main universe that they've been motivated to build here. And uh, this character, while relatively new on the, in the scheme of, um, you know, comic book history has maintained a pretty consistent look since this version came out. And it's, you know, I don't really like the word triadic, but you would have to say that it is uh, pretty, 
darn good looking. So definitely worthy of inclusion. Although, of course, just to bang the old drum, we still don't have a Flash. We still don't have Hawkman. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Russian Manhunter. Hello. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the biggest confusion I have is, you know, I keep hearing them say, I keep hearing people say that Sideshow continue to do female characters because they sell, because they do such a good job. They make them, you know, very aesthetically pleasing to look at. Um, and so they keep doing female characters. And, you know, you would have to kind of go, well, you know, do Batwoman and Zatanna really rate um, higher on the chain than Nightwing and Robin? No. I know. I know. Yeah, that, I, Nightwing is a bit of a surprise uh, to me that we haven't seen yet. Um, and But I, Flash is the one I can't get over, not just because he is such a key iconic character, but there was a Flash concept in the original teaser promo however many years ago that they did when they announced that they had the DC license. Yeah, I think that figure's been dropped in favour of the reboot. So now that they're bringing out the new Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, etc., and then with the updated sculpts, I'd say they've scrapped that Flash in favour of a Flash to fit in with the new, the new look line. Yeah, I wonder if maybe that's part of the problem is that they, they keep reinventing the main characters' costumes and stuff, and they're going, oh, well, we want uh, the... You know, the DC's going, oh, no, we don't want that one. We want this one. And, you know, they get partway through the production of it. And it's like, oh, no, we don't want that one. We want this one. Well, I wouldn't. You know, the thing about Flash is that from a sculpt point of view, I, I mean, sure, if you're going to do a New 52 or a Rebirth or a Afterbirth version or whatever it is now, the um, you're going to have to put more yellow lines on his costume, but it's not like. That necessarily requires a whole new sculpt. I don't understand. Um, anyway, there's obviously some logical-ish reason. Um, but we'll, let, I'll talk about the one that we actually do have in front of us, which is uh, the Kate Kane um, <laughs> Batwoman. And uh, put, you can refer to previous episodes for the rest of the um, ranting that's all been said before. So this, if we start with the packaging, and there is a Facebook album of photos of said figure and i actually have got the photos kind of sequentially from box to base to pictures etc so you can go on the journey with me if you wish of unpacking and putting this together the uh, the art is the kind of newer trend of actual imagery of the piece itself which is you know better than just a blank box with a, a logo i suppose the uh, it, it looks like the figure it's you know, fine um the when you open it up the base is a piece the body with the handless you know, headless body is a piece the cape is a piece the hands are a piece and the head is a piece. And the the cape is quite interesting because it actually has little uh, little inserts into the shoulder blades of the sculpt that make it easy to pop on before you put the head on. And in terms of the different approaches that they've done to those sort of capes, this is definitely 
the easiest and least fiddly. So thumbs up for that. Um, Sculpt-wise, besides the cape, which is cloth, everything else is sculpt. I'm going to come back to that in a in a moment, just to kind of discuss a bit more um, widely. And while we're talking sculpt, just to give some credits, we have Aaron McNaught and Suyahanto Hatmaja with sculpting credits on this, and then um, Alex Pashenko and Ian McDonald with design credits. The the this is a fairly tall piece. It is nearly 23 inches high. So I've got her at the moment sitting on my review desk in front of uh, John's favorite character, Bane. <laughs> I would, and she's like almost as tall as Bane, who is a bit hunched over. Um, so, but the the base, while it's got height to it, is round and fairly compact. So from a, a space point of view, she's not going to be a giant shelf hog, but it is going to be perhaps a bit of a, a height issue. Um, the the base is really beautifully sculpted. I, it, I, I have a little bit of trouble working out exactly what it's meant to be. It, it looks like um, some form of uh, slightly broken building or or part of a you know the the roof of a building in in very typical Batman sort of fashion uh, but really nicely done and two different sort of textures and tones used to um, just give a bit more depth there which is which is really lovely um, the pose is pretty nondescript she's of course got the trademark sideshow one knee raised um, Maybe there are no other poses. Maybe everyone always stands like that, and we just don't notice. <laughs> That's it. You should see me cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> One knee out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yes, the I, I actually saw a comment on a Tweeterhead live uh, feed. Um, Chad Colbank from Tweeterhead does great. Facebook Live just kind of updates on you know what's happening, etc. But I saw a comment saying, "Could we please have a statue that's not just the standing with you know one knee raised pose?" <laughs> I was thinking maybe there maybe there are no other poses. <laughs> the uh, well, well, at least here though, it looks like she's walking down that rubble, not just standing that way. Oh yeah, it's 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 quite um, dynamic in that there's like movement. Something's happening. She's not just you're know, kind of peering out into the um, whatever, and uh, she's got her head slightly to one side, um, to look, looking a little bit over to the right. So that gives the the head sculpt uh, the the hair, which is just really beautifully done on this figure. Um, I, I really love the the uh, the way that they've given it some kind of life and um, volume without kind of making it uh, too 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 kind of distracting. But it really adds to like you know the the breeze is blowing and her hair is flowing and it looks great. It's really good. Um, the Sculpt work on the body of this, and I, I added some photos of the back of the figure in particular before you put the cape on into the Facebook photo album just to show the level of detail 
that has been put into it and also the level of sculpting. And one of the things about the sculpting of the costume, while there's no mixed media other than the cape, is that the you have to really look and almost touch to realize, oh, it's all sculpt because the way that they've put the the folds and kind of bends and creases into that gives visually the same effect. And so, well, on one level, you know, we've talked about this a lot that the original, I guess, value proposition of the quarter scale lines were that they were mixed media. And then we've gone through, you know, fits and starts with that um, of, you know, at least here we, we do have a cape, but when we can sculpt and give the visual impression of fabric in this instance, does it matter? I, I, yeah, I don't think it does. Because I, I was shocked when you said that was all sculpted from the okay. initial look at the pictures. Yeah, I was like that. Those gray panels are just insert fabric or something. I was going to ask how they did it because yeah. I, I couldn't tell yeah. looking at the pictures. Yeah, ben, I'm okay. I, I think this is this is basically the the future. Um, this is this is something that can only be really captured in 3D. Um, you know, renders. Uh, mm. And, you know, I saw Daniel Bell talking about, you know, Daredevil, uh, which has only just come out from Sideshow and, um, you know, some of the choices they made and the designs there, I thought, wow, you know, there's no way a traditional sculptor would have the patience to just sit and, and do that with tools. Um, mm. And, and I'm, I'm fine with it. I think, you know, if, if they can genuinely capture that level of detail um, and make it look good, then, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it being um, sculpted. Like as in, mm. yeah, rather mixed yeah. medium. They, they can get the scale of the fabric right so the texture looks right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because so, yeah. I think that's what this does. Yeah. yeah. But then well, the, could you just use a – like would they actually render it specifically or would they just have a cut-out screen piece that they kind of press into whatever it is – well, if it's entirely 3D rendered, but if you're doing it manually, you just kind of cut that shape into a screen piece and push it into the clay or whatever it is you're working with and take it off and you'd get that print, right? But it's the the folds, you know, I think it's the folds. If you look at like where her leg is slightly raised, the drapery. Yeah. The, um, Mm. I think that's the bit that when I, when I opened this and I saw that and I was like, Oh sweet, it's got fabric. And then when I touched it and I realized it hadn't, I was like, that's amazing. Cause you just wouldn't, we really wouldn't know that unless you touched it. And from obviously from a wear and, robustness point of view i i i think this is amazing and really really clever so when i was thinking about my overall commentary about the piece i you know, these these are not cheap right they they have gone up significantly in price um over the last few years and the so that that's where then you start asking so I guess, you know, from a, a price tag point of view, what am I actually paying for? It, is it just because it's bigger? If if there's not that mixed media, etc. Because the thing about digital sculpting, of course, is that this can be this could be produced at any scale and have that same basically that same level of detail as long as the the you know the the mold was uh, high quality enough to support it. So I'm just, I'm torn between, I love it. I think it's amazing. And wow, that, that 
it's a lot for that. Or is it? I don't know. Look, I, I'm still keen on the mixed media capes. And mm. um, which, which figure did Sideshow recently announce will come with two different – you can actually order um, either mixed media or a sculpted cape. I think it was a – well, maybe it was a Prime 1 Superman figure. Ooh, okay. Uh, and, and people actually have the choice. Like you, you, you don't get both, but you get one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the talk on Facebook, there are, there are people who are very, you know, it's VHS and beta all over again. <laughs> people have very, very strong <laughs> opinions. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the mixed media just because of the weight. Um, yes. You know, yes. my sideshow Superman uh, cape is still in the box. Um, and one of the first things I did when people um, started producing sort of third-party, you know, fabric capes for that figure, uh, I got one because I saw some of the disasters that people had mm. with the, the weight of the cape slowly pulling the figure over. So, you know, I, I think mixed media still has a place. Oh, yeah, I think the cape, etc., is that uh, place where it works. But you know, even with that, it's really the the weight piece because – I, I have ne- can never quite uh, arrange the capes in the way that they do in the no. promo thing to make them look no. as amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always there like, wow, I'm really bad at this. I don't know. So, like, you know, it's a – but, yeah, it, it is um, – look, look th- this is beautiful. And just to finish the – I could take to the list, uh, paint-wise, it's faultless. The, the level of texture in the sculpt – then really allows the paintwork to come out in those like inserts, the you know, with the the thigh and the side etc. It's a little bit hard to tell how that's actually produced and whether you know that is some sort of transfer or add-on or whether it's just been done through a wash or something. I'm not sure, um, but it, it's really. Uh, effective, um, and I th- what I really like about it too. And I'm sorry, I'm going back to sculpt here. Is that it? It shows, I think, the the logic, if you will, of what these outfits would have to be like in order to allow movement and also provide protection. And so that, from just like an anatomy point of view, I, I find really clever. Um, the the head sculpt is beautifully painted. The uh, I can't fault it, and so from a from a how much I like this piece, I would say ten out of ten. From a value for money relative to other pieces in the line, that's where those questions I had before you know came. Like, does it matter if it, if it looks as good or possibly even better than mixed media would look? Does it matter? Um, I don't know. No. But in the end of the day, that's really in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? You know, I, I like it. I, I love this line and the depth that we've had so far. I, you know, I obviously have some different priorities of what I would like to see happening, but I do. And, and the number of repeat characters that are happening is kind of, when you think about how long we waited for another premium format Captain America or you know whatever, it, it is kind of n- bizarre to me that we already have 
you know, another Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Joker, Harley, Supergirl, Green Lantern. Well, what do we have to about seventeen Catwomans or something? Oh my <laughs> goodness! Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, you know, to be frank, it's actually taken some of the shine off for me yeah. um, when I noted in the end of the year uh, episode that we did that I didn't pick up a single sideshow piece in twenty eighteen. Um, you know, I mean, I've got a few on pre-order now, um, but, you know, when you see these new releases and you're, you know, you're, you're getting really excited for the idea of, you know, Mr. Sinister or something like that. And it's like, oh, look, it's, you know, a fourth Catwoman. Oh, yay. Um, and Sideshow do their big, you know, 12 days of, um, of Sideshow at Christmas where they reveal, you know, upcoming works. Um, and, you know, other than Juggernaut, there really wasn't anything that, that leapt out at me. I was quite disappointing. Um, yeah, look, it was great seeing the Domino premium format statue. But, mm. um, yeah, I just – the fact that they're basically redoing everyone that they've already done, you know, they're, they're redoing uh, another Psylocke, they're redoing another Mystique. And it's like, you know, couldn't we just have had Dazzler or Polaris? Like, really? That's yeah. – um, you know, we're getting an, you know, another Batman, another such and such. Really, we couldn't have had Nightwing. Okay, so yeah, it's interesting choices. I really you know, like this. Oh, oh, look, yeah, it's fantastic. It, you know, it is fantastic. This is a great piece. It, it's really, um, I'm, I'm glad that I got it. I, I'm glad too that the exclusive. You know, and I'm not sure what killer exclusive swap out part you could do with this character except an unmasked head that I probably still wouldn't care about. Um, <laughs> the it's the, but yeah, no, I'm happy. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to give her my 10 out of 10 dollies because I want to, in terms of what it is and you know, you have to, the individual has to decide whether it's value money for value for money for them. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to ask a comic question. Mm-hmm. I've never read anything with this character. Would there be a graphic novel that I would want to look at to start with, or do you, do you guys have any suggestions? Yeah, what what kind of happened is you know every now and then you get a writer um, who you know digs into the the archives of the character and you know resurrects a you know a, a, a supporting character from the past. I mean, this particular character has been around a long, long time, but then she sort of disappeared uh, for you know four decades. <laughs> or, or something. So, um, she, you know, she was well recently, a few years ago now, um, was you know resurrected. Um, she's still around. She's a, a, a Gotham socialite, um, and uh, she's actually been very, very prominent in detective comics. Mm. And she she came on board at Batman's request um, to actually start to train some of the other Bat um, family. And one of the things they've really pushed with her in detective comics is that um, she's pretty much Batman's equal in terms of she's been around a long time. She's extremely well-trained. Um, and so she's not there and she makes it quite clear. She's not there to take orders from Batman. She's there, um, you know, to, to do justice with the younger characters and, and train them. So um, yeah, she's actually sort of pretty kick-ass. So I, I think they kind of implied that she stopped being Batwoman for a while and then, you know, crime got really bad. So she, you know, picked it up. So detective comics is where she's, been seen and um the earlier issues had beautiful painted art by um, jh williams so it's uh just yeah not only fun stories but great to look at too yeah cool cool yeah i'm gonna check some of that out for sure so i think 
she this iteration like and the, this um costume came in the 52 like many you know it was like a you know issue every week for a year kind of thing way before the yes. new 52 wasn't it yeah so yeah I, I was just having a look and it's like 2006 so you know it's like not <laughs> yesterday but it's recent history in tr- yeah in terms of the life of DC comics. So anyway, yeah. there you go. That's my review and that's all there is to say. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that one, Scotty. Uh, we will take a short break and come back with our featured toy breakdown. And now you can build your own King Kong with these challenging King Kong model kits. You need no glue, no special tools. Just snap together and paint it. And you have a realistic model of Kong fighting the giant snake. Well, it is a happy day when we get to talk to our good friend John, and we are always keen to hear about the interesting things that he has acquired, and he's going to tell us about one now. So over to you, John. Well, thank you very much. It's always cool to be here. Um, always exciting to be here. And I don't always review stuff when I'm here either, so it's kind of cool. Um, if you guys listen to the year wrap-up, I called this figure my figure of the year and it's the um what i actually have is the deluxe marauder task force k9 dog unit um so it's an articulated dog action figure um (laughs) and i got mine as part of the kickstarter so they they did a kickstarter for the tooling and an exosuit and um a new uh male buck and I, I think they did suits, figures, suited figures as well. So there was a lot of stuff going on in that Kickstarter. Um, I got what's basically known as a contract operator and one of the canines. And the canine I got is the black and white husky because I grew up in the north and I like snow <laughs> to look at but not play in. So yeah, and and, and I love dogs. So he was a a must have for me. Um, uh, in case you're bought from Marauder, they they don't card any of their figures or anything. Um, they all come packed in little plastic baggy things, so uh, they they must owe, uh, you know, uh, the Ziploc people a ton of thanks because <laughs> everything's in like these little Ziplocs when you get it. So it's always really cool to unpack. But uh, it keeps their their shipping down because normally they they ship in padded envelopes or small boxes. So. Um, you know, and obviously there's no packaging. Uh, these are kind of independent figures. Um, the The price on this figure by itself, if you're going to get the version I have, is $25. But that's, like I said, the deluxe version. I think the dogs by themselves are running about $12.99 um, on their site. Looks like they're still available as well, which is cool. Because um, hmm. they just went up a couple weeks ago. So... Um, you know, a lot of times when you buy like a G.I. Joe or another three and three quarter figure, which is what scale this is, um, if they have a dog, you, you might get one or two points of articulation. You know, a lot of times, like especially like in the vintage line, you know, the the animals were just a solid piece of plastic with maybe a dab of paint, you know, maybe maybe just some white paint for the, the, the teeth or something. Um, but this is like a fully articulated dog um and and a lot of its ball joints like the hips are both ball joints um the head's a ball joint and then the neck piece has a ball joint on it as well the the tail actually has a a disc and um like a pin and disc kind of connection kind of almost like a you know a figure arch joint um 
which feels a little fragile to me, but I, you know, it, it goes up and down pretty well, but side to side, it'll, you kind of got to twist it to get it to go side to side. Um, and he also has a ball joint, I believe, um, for a waist. So, um, he has a waist and you can kind of, um, like right below the rib cage, you know, like you would see on a regular human figure, but on a dog, obviously it's a little further back. Um, I believe this is a female dog because, you know, male dogs actually have pretty prominent anatomy. Um, that isn't present here. Uh, it's also a, uh, you know, like I said, he has a tail, so this isn't a Doberman. It's a very hairy dog cause he's a Husky. Um, the, the same bucks use, they have a wolf version in like a black, a gray and white, and also a uh, Doberman type, uh, like a brown and black. Um, all the same sculpt. Now, with those ball joints, you get you know four legs. Like I said, the the shoulders are actually ball joints, so you can kind of spread his legs apart um, at the shoulders. Um, it gives you a pretty good range. You you can do some playing poses. You can do the peeing pose. Um, you you can do the little pose where uh, he kicks his leg back. You know. To, to kick grass on his little spots of whatever dogs do. <laughs> um, uh, then underneath that, they, he actually has um, like on his back legs, he actually has like a, a second joint right under the hip, you know, the hip joint, the haunch, and then also an elbow. So um, there's two joints in the back legs and then just one in the front legs. Uh, and those are like uh, pin and disc as well. So, um, they don't show they're, they're they've been inserted kind of like a, a, a revolt tech. Um, and then on top of that, the, the, the paws are actually ball jointed. So if you've got, I got them spread out a little bit, you can really get those feet flat to the ground It makes them just a little oversized looking. But, um, I, I think the trade off for, for getting that paw flat is, is really a good one. Um, and then th- this blew me away because the uh, pads of his paws are actually painted on those little yeah. feet. Oh. So, um, yeah, I mean, you get this, this, you know, little tiny foot that's, that's a separate piece. And then it's got a, a, you know, the paws painted or the pads of his foot painted underneath. Um, this one is the black and white, so he's not a solid color. Um, one area where the paint kind of let me down was the um, disc part of the tail. Um, maybe in future le- releases, I'd like to see the disc part be be molded in black because this one's white. And it, I think it was painted originally, but within like two movements of that tail, it, the, the, the paint on the disc was gone. So, um, you know, he's got like a little white and you can, can even see it literally in the, the pictures on their website. You can kind of see that little bit of white showing through there. So, um, and, and I'm guessing they probably picked up on that. Uh, his neck piece actually comes with two different versions, or at least in the deluxe one, it does. Um, one version has a collar, one doesn't. And the one that has the collar, although they show a brown collar on the website, I'm pretty sure mine's black. Um, it actually has like a, a slot on the back of his neck and one of the leashes actually just pegs into that slot. Um, he also comes with a second leash that has a uh, loop on it. So you can actually just uh, loop it around his neck. But, uh, you know, if you want him collared or uncollared, uh, the head, he comes with two heads for the deluxe. Um, 
He has really cool blue eyes, obviously. Uh, one head is like a, a wolf snarling head, um, which, which is okay. He's kind of got his eyes scrunched. Um, his ears are back, you know, and, he, and he's showing his teeth. Um, I, I don't, I'm guessing I probably won't use that head uh, because the other head is like almost like the hero version. Um, he's got the, the ears straight up like at it, you know, like he's listening to something. Um, but that version actually has an articulated jaw. So you can open his, his mouth slightly, um, you know, and the, the tongue's painted pink inside of there. So, um, you know, you can get different, different looks for him as well. Um, besides that, he comes with a ton. If you get the, the deluxe one of accessories, you know, that's just the dog stuff. Uh, he comes with two vests. One's a police, one's a military, uh, the two leashes I mentioned, a handle that'll they'll plug in that same slot, so you can, um, depending on how the handler is is holding onto them, you know you can can use a regular handle. Uh, those will plug in. Uh, the the vests actually have the regular standard modular um, marauder holes, so if you wanted to load them up with the ammo or whatever, you could. Um, he does come with two pouches that are that are not ones I remember seeing before. Um, a little video camera fits into the back of that. Uh, harness as well so if he's working remotely his his handler can um you know watch him on a laptop or whatever uh because he's a a working dog he comes with a muzzle and and that just kind of slides over it's it's flexible it's all flexible rubber so he can slide that over his face and it's got some cutouts and stuff looks pretty cool and then of course he comes with doggles because you know if if he's going to be like a you know parachuting dog he needs to protect his eyes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so and then the last accessory he comes with is a is a dog bone so when when he's been a good boy he can or a good girl he or <laughs> she can be you know have her little dog bone treat that's so, very cool <laughs> I, I mean um you know not everybody's going to want the you know all the gear so i could see a lot of people getting you know just the regular regular version as well but um just between the loadout of gear and you know, the dog itself. Um, it, it's just a cool little set to see somebody pay that kind of attention to um, a dog, you know? Yeah. Like I said, yeah. uh, you, you don't normally get, you know, that. You get like a solid piece or, you know, maybe the legs will move, but not all the other joints. So, um, you, and you can really almost get him into any pose. I can't quite get mine to sit completely on his butt. Um, but I don't know if that's the tail or, or what, and, and it might just be me working with them some more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just really cool. Um, really my only, my only issue really is, is the, the paint on the tail and, and just maybe not quite getting that full sit. Um, the cool thing is though, like, because of the, you know, you can almost get him to, come down on the, his front paws like real close to the ground where, like, where he's uh, playing almost um, and kind of spread them out and, and, and get some really cool like sniffing poses and, and, and those kind of things. So um, what I expect is a lot of people will want, you know, just the plain dog just because like if you've got the, you know, the Vitruvian hacks and you want a, a dog to go with your Roman soldier or whatever, you could, you could do that now or, you know, you, because the gear is modular, you could you could do space dog or whatever. So, um, just just really, they went above and beyond um, 
looking at the details for this and, and you can tell they're, they got to be dog loving people because, you know, it's just that extra little bit of attention paid to this whole thing. So I have to give it, um, just because of the paint, I'm going to say 9.5, but I, I still stand by my toy of the year just cause it's so cool. And so different than what we would expect and, and not something that people would think, Oh, let's go do this. Um, you know, as a independent company, they kind of took a chance. So, mm. That is very cool. I love it. Are you tempted to get any of the others? Um, yeah, I, I almost thinking about maybe getting another Husky just cause you know, I, I wouldn't mind a matching, uh, you know, obviously the, 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 the shepherd would be the, the, the one to, uh, to, to kind of look at and go, well, that's a kind of a standard, um, I, I'm not a big Snake Eyes fan. So the, 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 the wolf version doesn't really appeal to me, you know, the whole all black, um, but the shepherd does. Um, I know the the one uh, group I'm in. They uh, they said they'd like to see a short hair version now. You know, for your your Dobermans or um, somebody on there was saying that yeah, that'd be nice. You know, just because uh, you know you'd have the different tail and different body coat. So, so hmm. when are you going to make a play date with Adam so that your dogs can play with his cats? I don't know, but you know, this is kind of like the, the next step up from that really, because you can, uh, because of the vest being modular, you could start doing that here. You could add ammo pouches and everything else to them. I think John's dog is far more articulated than my cats. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, that was good fun. We have covered a very diverse range of items in our toys of the week for this episode. And I think we will take a short break, and then we are going to come back for our discussion topic. Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks' Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeze! The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Well, often on the show, we are reviewing something that we've bought because it's you know, our personal interest. When our interests align or where one person bullies other people into buying something, it can be both, um, The then we have multiple acquisitions and we uh, re- review them together and we call it a toy breakdown. I can't remember why. We don't break things. It, you know, people get scared. Um, maybe someday we will. Who knows? Maybe actually – if we had like a, a really, really bad toy that we hated, we could like review it and then smash it on air at the end together. That could be therapeutic. Um, but this I, is, I, I might, I might buy a Bane figure just for that purpose. <laughs> well, there you go. No, but no, this has to be, you have to get someone else to be prepared to break it with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be, if you fly us over there, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of us will help you. True. Could, could, could I, can I use explosives? Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just, just to segue for a moment, it, uh, well, no, segue means I'm going to something else meaningful just to completely go off track from it. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the, um, reality TV format that my wife and I came up with many years ago, uh, called renovation rampage. And this is where you go up to a really ugly house and just tell them that it's so terrible that it has to be torn down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so you know, we go for a walk around the, 
we, we we originated it back in the the days when we had no children and had time to go for more leisurely walks, and we and we were in an area where there was lots of stuff being built, and we were just like, no, that has to come down. Nope, renovation mm-hmm. rampage. Yep. Anyway, uh, trademark me. I'm going to make that someday. You can't steal it. However, we are not going to break anything today, and you'll be pleased to know that I'm not going to be talking for a while because I don't have this toy. And instead, Ben, Eddie, and Adam are the lucky people that you get to listen to. So, over to you guys. Hooray! Okay, I will start <laughs> off. Good <laughs> on you, Adam. Professionally coordinated. Step up. Whenever so, you're ready. Well, I can keep <laughs> doing this for your need. Excellent. So, we are, we are breaking down the SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Bulma. Um, the reason... I call this Dragon Ball, is it is uh, a book that Bulma I don't think ever actually sported in the show or manga, um, apart from on the cover slash title page to issue four of Dragon Ball without the Z, without the Super, without the GT. It's just straight Dragon Ball as it was back in the day. Um, so it's, I think it was out last year. Um, I have only just received mine because I'm slow. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it's uh, a really, really nice figure um, is the way that I would describe it in summary. Um, It's got quite a few interesting details. It's a bit expensive. Um, It's $60 US for what is probably the smallest Dragon Ball figure art box I've ever seen. I would agree. I, I actually got her about a week after I got Margin Boo. And so, of course, you know, Eddie oh, commented cool. about how big the box was for him. So I went from like the biggest box to the smallest box in a week. Um, yeah. And she's she's tiny. It's almost like a, a deck of cards. Like it really is. Yeah. yeah minuscule. It's super tiny. Um, but there is a lot of unique sculpting, um, lots of bits I don't think that they're going to reuse anytime soon on other characters. So. This is one where you're basically paying for everything fresh to some extent, um, which is also kind of cool. Um, yep. So as well as being really cool, there's a few frustrating things that I think we'll talk <laughs> about as we go further. Um, but there are things that you or I didn't expect to have uh, feature or articulated, and um, I'm sure we'll talk about those as well. So guys, first thoughts for you. My first ben. thought is like I couldn't actually think of another female character that's been done, so she is first. No, uh, second. Second? Who was first? Eighteen. Correct. Oh. Mm, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. My bad. Yep. Mm. I so, knew that. Uh, that scares me. <laughs> I was going to say. Even oh, I've, I've, I've got her, and I, I, I don't. Yeah. I know. I didn't. By the way, I didn't know that at all. First real female. What? Yep. I don't know. 18 is a real female. She started off as a human girl and was oh transformed. Trying to into salvage something here. She had Your a kid. Ego. She can't. She yeah. had a kid. Like, with it, with it, mm. like, presumably there was, like, things going in things and a baby was born. So. But not in noses. Things going well, in things. Yeah. Not in Krillin's nose because he doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah. How about that head sculpt? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I did just want to say with the um, uh, outfit choice, uh, this is known as Wild Rider on uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. 
for the outfit. So I, I think that's what a lot of people are referring to her as. Okay. I'll refer to her as issue four, Bulma. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's absolutely tiny. I mean, you know, taking her out of the, uh, the packaging, I was actually surprised at just how little everything is, like everything. She's, um, you know, those tiny little arms. Um, I mean, I noticed that with Kid Goku too, but, you know, you kind of expect him to be tiny, but she's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of plastic going on here. But, I mean, she well, fits that, in well. She scales that nicely. That probably, because you two both have your Roshis and I don't have my Roshi yet. He's coming. But um, I was wondering whether the sort of more adult characters in the Dragon Ball figure arts would fu- would sort of scale with the Goku and Krillin. Um, but they don't really. This She is sort of more in scale with the regular figure arts um, Dragon Ball Z characters. Yeah, the Goku and Krillin are way too big. Just way too big. Um, Goku, from memory, doesn't come up to, like, Bulma's waist well, comes up to around about her waist when they first meet, right? I, yeah, I think she's, meet. She's, she's, she's about 15 and I think he's about 11 or something. Yeah. So, mm, all right. Well, let's talk about that head sculpt as Ben suggested. Um, it is the hair and face from that uh, that cover. You start with... um. Well, you've got, you've got three face plates. You start off with a winking eye face plate. Um, I've swapped that out for both the other ones at some point, but I've already gone back to the eyes straight ahead face plate. Um, the other one is eyes looking off to the left face plate. Um, I think it's really personal preferences to which one you go for. Uh, I went for mine because I was trying to have a look at the Dragon Raider, and it's about the only way that makes sense looking at a no. Dragon Raider, unless you really want to be winking at it. <laughs> you know how you're you're saying like eyes to the left faceplate etc and how we always come up with these names. I wonder what they you know they must have some sort of description when they're making them to you know say so we're going to have one like this one like this etc. I wonder if their names are as creative as ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they'd sound cooler because they'd be in Japanese. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. true. But if you think about, you know, like often when we there's different expressions and things, and I, I wish sometimes that they would kind of s- s- label them, you know, somewhere, like you know what the intent is, because sometimes it can be a little bit hard to tell. It's like, is he is he angry? Is he constipated? Is he what? Don't know. Bashingly yes. earnest. I feel like a lot of, I feel like there'd be some really like some great hyperbole thrown in. I love it. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming what that the coffee cup sizes mean by title. <laughs> I'm assuming that the the eye, um, the selection of you know where the the placement of the eyes, I guess, do suggest um, certain expressions and emotions. Um, so whether they're actually going for a specific feel when they say you know one eye looking this way, one. You know. But a uh, biggest disappointment for me for this figure is. Um, they're all relatively straightforward. Like there's, you know, smiling. There's relaxed. Um, yeah, I sent, uh, I sent the guys a, a message a few weeks ago because I was watching Dragon Ball Z, going, you know, is every female in Dragon Ball Z insane? Because, um, you know, as from certainly from the way I've perceived, like I've watched all of, you know, Dragon Ball with my girls, um, and Bulma's forever yelling at everybody. 
So um, I, I was really disappointed that it didn't come with an angry face of some kind because mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like she's forever, you know, screaming at somebody. So um, that's that's what I kind of expected. So uh, and yeah. I, I don't even recall having seen the faces before I ordered it. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, got to have her because she's got to, you know, boss some people around. And then when it arrived, I was like, oh, OK, um, they're all fairly generic. Yeah. I guess it would have been interesting if they'd actually done a full-on different sculpted face that had, like, the big shouty mouth with the sharp teeth, fangs, and all the, the mm. rest of it going on. That would yeah. have been hilarious. That big vein sort of cross. Yeah, the red yeah. cheeks. Yeah. yeah, that would have been great. But then I guess the, the outfit is cover bomber, and I don't know if she was ever really yelling on any covers or, <laughs> like, it is often that sort of smiling. Yeah. She was probably looking – there was one where she was on Namek being left alone, but that's like decades after this, and she would have been looking kind of dejected-ish from memory. <laughs> dejected. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of this this fine sculpting. Uh, you, you were right, Adam. There's some, some crazy amounts of detail, um, stuff that you don't even sort of notice to begin with. You know, you're looking at these great big moon boots that she's wearing, and there's lots of really nifty detail. Um, yep. in there and you know, from the uh, buckles on the side to the sort of the reinforced guards at the front and even, you know, the big chunky tread um, on the bottom. But um, you know, then you kind of notice the Band-Aids and you go, oh, that's that's actually pretty cool. Yep. yep well, they're this, great. this is going to make me sound like a little bit of a pervert, but uh, if, you keep, going, if <laughs> you keep going up the leg, she's sort of got one pants leg is cut off. And where it goes from skin to sort of the half shorts, it it is a rough hem around the side where it looks like it's yeah. been ripped or yeah. taken off. It's very subtle. It's tiny, but it does add that sort of little bit of detail. And then the leg is sculpted with a little bit of bum cheek. So uh, mm. as you move a leg, uh, more and more uh, bottom appears. <laughs> the bum the bum cheek's very shiny on mine. <laughs> I haven't been rubbing it to make it polyurethane. Touched with oily scale? fingers, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I like that the the side ponytail thing is somewhat articulated as well. Because I, I started know. taking it mm. out, and I'm like, mm, this better not just be another one of those Adam tries bending things and it starts <laughs> damaging it. But no, it looks like it's actually articulated, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun figure to just hold in your hand and look over because um, if you're just sort of picking up the the main guys, uh, it seems to be you know the same variation of you know a martial arts gi or, or something similar to that. So you know when you go from you know a Goku to a Yamcha, there's really not a, a whole lot of new stuff happening. Um, so you know this figure, it's it's just fun looking at all the detail. You know the um, her the badge on her arm on her sleeve. Um, she's got those, yep. you know, really nifty gloves that have got a lot of sculpting. Um, you know, there's, a, a, yeah, quite a bit of detail. I mean, the sculpting is flawless. Like, I really like the amount of detail that goes into it, but I think it's let down a bit by the lack of highlighting in the paint. Um, and, and that's something you just notice through all the, the, you know, the SH figure arts pieces that, you know, there'd be some great opportunity to have some shading and that sort of thing. And it's obviously something they just don't do. Yeah. I mean, they used to at one point, but... They seem to have stopped, I think, in favour of cost. The the um, creases in her T-shirt do show up with just shadow, like the, the ones across her chest are actually deep enough that it creates shadows. Um, but, yeah, the rest yeah. of it has no wash or anything. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got all the nifty little things like, you know, the belt buckle and the belt itself and all that, and they're all just one colour. Um, yep. there's, there's no sort of detail there, which is a bit of a shame. But then again, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, that obviously companies, when they're sitting down to plan out things like this, there's, uh, you know, a, a set number of options and a set amount of money to go um, across those options. And, you know, they've obviously gone um, for accessories. And, yeah, she comes um, pretty stacked with bits. Yeah. And yeah. T- to be honest, though, in terms of the, just to stay on the colour for one second, I, I actually don't mind the lack of wash as much since it is sort of based off animated or um, sort of a cartoonish 2D art. Like the original source wasn't exactly super detailed in terms of colouring. So uh, when it comes to these guys, I don't, don't, I'm not super missing the wash. Yeah, that's fair. I like the, I guess it kind of, I like it, but it infuriates me a little bit as well. The, um, the pouch on her hip that, rotates that you can actually take off but then when you take it off there's just a dirty great hole in her front and uh, back yes yes um so that's i like it but it annoys me and i also get a bit annoyed by the shoulder guard um because clearly it looks like you can take it off i haven't tried yet because i'm worried about <laughs> breaking things um but otherwise it's just so high up on her shoulder that it it kind of restricts movement a bit yeah I think when Scotty and I talked about the Mezco Popeye and the fact that, you know, it has a magnet in it to, to hold the hat on his head, um, you know, I didn't think those magnets were particularly expensive. So it would have been a good opportunity to do something like that with the pouch here. Um, yeah. Yeah, forego the, the peg hole, as it were. So, yep. But despite being such a frail figure, like she really is sort of quite tiny and, and those arms are just, you know, they look like they're going to break. There's She's packed with articulation. Mm. Yeah. One spot I do like in terms of separate pieces coming together, though, is she, like a lot of Dragon Ball figures, uh, you remove the fringe and then able to swap out the face plates. And I do find that the mm. fringe does blend in uh, to the other hair piece really well. It's it's yeah. hard to notice the seam when you're looking at her uh, from a distance, which I don't know yeah. if it's just this colour of blue because the new uh, Super Trunks is also really good at doing this and that's the exact sort of shame same kind of uh I, I call it blue heaven milkshake blue but i don't know if that exactly translates <laughs> uh, folks outside of australia but probably teal yeah teal <laughs> i know about teal <laughs> um uh, yeah uh, the other thing that's interesting about this is in terms of articulation is the elbow and knee joints um they're really big, chunky discs, which it's kind of looks a bit off when you when you notice them. But at the same time, comparing it to the tiny, tiny discs that the Sailor Moon girls had, um, which weren't necessarily the best for stability um, and were possibly a bit damaged uh, or a bit easy to damage. I haven't broken any of the, the elbow discs. Um, it's a, just a different change up. And I think it's probably one that they've, looked at from a quality perspective more than a look perspective. But um, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it because the elbow ones aren't huge. The knee ones you yeah. don't really see unless you're trying to check out her bum again. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, it I don't does, mind them at all. It does have that feel now that we're sort of discussing it and talking about the figure as a whole. I hadn't really thought about it, but I wouldn't be surprised to learn that this might be like a – new sculptor or designer to the line that had worked on this figure it does 
seem like she's doing a lot of new things compared to a lot of the other Dragon Ball characters we've gotten. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to have a think because it's got most of the features are more or less the same. I think it's actually a more primitive um, base figure. Like the doe is, I like to call it, is a bit more primitive. Like it doesn't have the butterfly shoulders, which is really a function of the torso is not big enough. But it has got the the two torso carts and it has got, it's got the older. um, The diaper kind of piece, yeah. Yeah. Although that diaper piece moves around a bit. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I've got a little bit, nothing super. Yeah. I'm worried yeah. about how thin it is at its base, though. Yeah. Break. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the other things in such a small figure. The articulation is going to be visible, um, and you've just got to take that with a grain of salt, I guess. I don't mind it at all. I, I still find it aesthetically pleasing. So, mm. I, I think, I mean, particularly things uh, like the, the knee joints from the front. Um, you know, they're necessary, uh, but they work really, really well and they, they don't sort of ruin, um, you know, the line of the leg as it were. So that's uh, it's yep. quite good. Uh, it's just so tiny. Like, you know, I, I haven't even tried swapping out the hands. Like I'm just getting really nervous about getting in there and with these tiny little hands and, and sort of, you know, <laughs> yanking to get them out. So Taking them off wasn't the hard part. <laughs> Pushing them getting back them back in. Getting them back on, yeah. yeah. Well, I tend like to find the hardest part for me is just getting them out of the little plastic tray. Like I, I tend to have to get one hand out and then use the other hand to dig another hand out, if that makes sense. Speaking of which, did, with, did, yeah, did anyone <laughs> did anyone flex the tray and, and fling things everywhere? Because um, no. Jeez, yeah. So, yeah, she does come no, with cause a No, because I, I didn't buy stuff. this, so that, that would be what I would do. <laughs> right. Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. I've um, become very skilled. I I almost, um, you know, in films when they in, in like a mummy film and that when they discover the sarcophagus and there's like six people at each different side and they sort of tiny crack open the edge and sort of lift it upwards off the sarcophagi and then move the plate forward. That's <laughs> how I open my figure arts now is just gently <laughs> pop out each section down the side but without properly removing the case and then once they're all seals have been broken just sort of lightly slide it down yeah <laughs> well uh do you want to take us through the uh, the accessories uh sure. so, so we got to, uh i know you said adam but i know oh, that's all right i'm an egotist so i thought you were gonna say me <laughs> um we've got Three face plates that we mentioned earlier, the winky, the front on the uh, side look. We have the, yeah, the winky. Uh, we have the dragon radar, the, oh, it's hard to count with them in the tray, the five-star dragon ball, yep. uh, the a whole series of hands that include a pointy hand, a semi-closed hand, an open hand, a, another open hand for the other side, a very open hand, a semi-open hand that's also pointy finger uh, that's good for holding guns, and then a gripping hand uh, for the Dragon Radar that has a peg in it that will plug into the radar, uh, a pair of goggles, and an Uzi machine gun. Submachine gun. Submachine gun. Submachine gun. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I quite enjoy most of these accessories. I think the goggles are really good. Um, I like that there's the Dragon Raider. I like that we've got another Dragon Ball. I like that the Uzi comes with a belt that you can remove because um, it's a pain in the ass to try and get her to hold it with the, the strap on it or the belt. Um, but I think it would have been nice if there was a way to attach the belt in a different way so you could sling it over a shoulder. Um, selection of hands is good. The one hand I think is missing is one for holding the Dragon Ball. Yeah. Mm. There's like one where arguably you could put it in her right hand and you can kind of balance it in one of her kind of openished left hands, yeah. but there's no way to really, yeah, there's no way to really have her hold it and be stable and look at the Dragon Raider, have the Dragon Raider at the same time. Yeah. I mean, nice to have a little backpack or something to put everything in. Yeah. Just a something. But yeah, otherwise, I'm pretty happy with all of those accessories. Yeah, it's a pretty broad range. I like it. I mean, the, the Dragon Ball radar is actually pretty cool. Not that she's actually found anything because there's nothing actually on it indicating she's close. Yeah, uh, she hasn't clicked it yet. Well, okay, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, going from the, the radar to the Dragon Ball itself, then the goggles, um, it's, yeah, they're all really neat little accessories. Uh, I find it's uh, a good range. The gun, I don't know, I probably would have preferred some, you know, capsule-type stuff instead of... The submachine yeah. gun, but um, it feels a bit the, kind of awkward. The gun I have a weird nostalgia for, and it's not really based off the show or the manga, but uh, towards like the beginning of Dragon Ball here in Australia, uh, it wasn't kind of the first waves where we were just getting the re-release of the Japanese toys, but we got these sort of early irwin wave ones that had yeah. slightly better articulation we went from yeah. just having moving arms to being able to twist the heads and twist the waists as well and those figures came with like weird gray gun accessories that they could never hold in their hands because they were always sculpted with like closed fists and yet you would get this machine gun with taipan or kid trunks or a bazooka with vegeta or whatever so that it weirdly gave me nostalgia for that era of Dragon Ball Z collecting. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I think we did well in terms of accessories, um, particularly considering the size of the, the packaging and whatever. It's not a heap of hands. It's not heaps of portraits, but I think it's kind of reflective of where the line generally has got to where you don't get squillions of everything anymore. But, so I I really like this figure overall. Um, I kind of wish we got some, or hope we get some more um, plain clothes bombers at some time in the future. Maybe from when she's an adult. Um, I think that's something we're kind of missing. But yeah, I think it's a great start. So what would be because Bulma's kind of famous for having a myriad of looks. What would be? the Bulma that you would wish to have? If you got to choose one Bulma design for the next figure arts, what one do you go? I'd probably, if I was going another Dragon Ball one, um, I'd probably be a pervert and go for the bunny costume one just because I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Um, if I'm going for Dragon Ball Z, I'd actually consider going like the more plain clothes looks that she sports from um, Android Saga onwards. Um, I didn't like the look at the start of Z and I 
yeah, dynamic look is kind of very specific to that period in time and never really makes an appearance afterwards. So it would be more like a plain clothes jumper and pants or jumper and or dress type look, I think. Mr. Ben? I don't know. I, I don't think I know them well enough to sit down and sort of compare and pick. I, I look, you know, I, I have very fond um, memories of, you know, watching Dragon Ball with my girls. So, you know, this is a lot of fun for me. I, I was actually more thinking, um, well, you know, we obviously uh, all are quite fond of this figure, um, who we'd like to see next in terms of the girls. I know, um, I think Android 21's not far off, but sort of beyond that, who else... Would you like to see, I guess now that they've done the guns, you know, lunch? Is yeah, an option. <laughs> lunch would be a good one. Yeah. Um, give it two of those and rehash the, you know, the Uzi. I definitely I, I, wouldn't I'm, want Chi-Chi. Yeah, mm, I, I'm mm. a fan of Videl. I, I could go with Videl. <laughs> eh, I prefer Videl over Chi-Chi, but I'd probably prefer lunch. Um I find it weird that we're getting 21 because she's like a video game only character. So that's a bit off, but yeah, mm. I, I'd be happy with lunch over there. Lee Lime from the new movie. She seemed to be popular in the screening that I was at. So we seen, did we see prototypes of Chi Chi alone? Or have I seen a custom or something online? So I, yeah, you, you dreamed it. Yeah, mm, okay. maybe there's a Bandai figurized model kit Chi Chi coming mm, out. Could be. Could be. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's pretty good. Universal yeah. praise from all three. Yep. You know, I, I, I saw, I found a box picture of her online. I actually think that is like the new size that they use for all the common Rider stuff now. So don't be mm. surprised if you see this box size again. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I think you'd, how, stru- you'd struggle for most of the guys, though. How how big was Gotenks' <laughs> box? Was that similar? One moment while I roll over and have a look. <laughs> I think the guys, their hair takes up that amount of box. Yeah. <laughs> Gotenks is about it's about the same size as normal because he's that bit taller than like teen, uh, than kid Gohan type size. So yeah, he's about normal. Okay. It doesn't come with Super Saiyan 3 hair or face. Very good. Well, I think that you have comprehensively broken this down without actually breaking anything. So, well done. Great. And I think that means that we will take a very short break and come back to wrap up the show. Beware, the mutant-seeking sentinel. Target identified. Mutants apprehended. Want to mix it up, big boy? My adamantine claws will get rolled back. I've always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arm. Now, sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel robot playset and X-Men action figures. Each sold separately. 
Well, that nearly brings us to the end of a, another show. But before we go, we have some feedback that we would like to share and respond to. You can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com or find us on Facebook at Action Figure Blues, on Twitter at AFBlues. We are on Instagram. Shout out to our friend Luke who manages our Instagram page. And we are also available via um, hot air balloon. I suppose you could send a message if you really wanted to, but just P.S. Australia is a long way away from most places. You probably won't make it. The, it. Yeah. It's with my daredevil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to the Army Navy store later and buying, uh, you know, old <laughs> weather balloons. <laughs> uh, dear. Okay. Uh. The and so I have gone through and pulled out some either questions or key comments from three different pieces of feedback. Sorry for not being able to read out the whole thing, but I wanted to make sure that we could cover a few because we didn't do feedback last episode. And Ben, you have our first comment, or I don't know, this could be a complaint. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, yes, this one comes from Brad, and Brad says, Listening to AFB is costing me money. First, I bought the SH figure out to Ron Weasley after hearing Eddie and Scotty review it, and now I need a Mezco Popeye. <laughs> to be fair, Scotty also bought an SH figure out to Ron Weasley after he, after he and Eddie reviewed it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Wow. Uh, I wonder if everybody yes. who listened to it bought one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, so thank you very much for that, Brad. And uh, if you ever need any encouragement, uh, if you ever need anyone to talk you back into buying something, then we're always here for you because uh, we never talk anyone out of buying anything unless it's bad for your health. Yep, exactly. If you haven't bought your Mezpi- Mezco Popeye yet, Brad, get on it because it's just going to cost you more and more money, I think. I, I will say that listening to you um, – with the figure arts for the first, you know, because of those being your first ones, that was really cool. Um, mm. And I think that's a, a shared experience normally when they open, you know, you hear somebody opening their first figure arts. So, oh, fair. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, now he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then, but like I mentioned, I think on the last episode, that then I, after our, between that experience and our end of year, I ended up nearly buying a Dragon Ball figure. Adam's figure of the year, the kid, son, Goku. Okay. Hallelujah, <laughs> whatever. Yep. <laughs> I know. I find myself in in Barnes and Noble, and I'll have like Sailor Moon in my hand, and be like, "What? How did that get there? Put that back." He seems walking along. Yeah. Sweet. So thanks for that, Brad. And then Ed, and I don't know, I don't think this is Ed D. I think this is just just Ed. And Adam, you've got Ed's. Maybe this is Eddie three four two five or something. Oh yeah. Also, <laughs> one of the is other three like odd thousand. Just from a different universe or just a different postcode. I can't ever tell. But anyway, Ed says I have the Catwoman one twelve mes uh, fear from Mezco. And I have to say, I really don't like the body used. The upper arms are way too thin. The bust is disproportionate, etc. I hope this isn't the buck they're going to use for all their female figures. Mm. I would and suggest is, that it is. Yeah. 
So this was in response to the review that I did of the 112 Catwoman, and I did I did say that you know I I felt similarly, particularly about the upper arms. They were kind of really weird, and the black bodysuit made up up for a lot of that. I think in terms of visually, so. I'm not sure. I don't know that Mezco does bucks per se. The definitely when you look at the male figures, I mean, there's a bit of reuse, but there's there are lots of different versions of the different parts depending on the size of the character, etc. So yeah, I but I agree, Ed. I hope that we don't see those particular pieces again. And John, you have our last bit of feedback, which is a question. Yep, and I'm going to apologize up front because I am sure I'm going to say this name wrong. I believe it's Rhea. Um, and she asks, uh, Scotty, you have mentioned you've been getting the deluxe Jim Lee Pops. Will you be reviewing any? Oh, so, you know, I I maybe <laughs> the I, I should because they're actually pretty cool. <laughs> uh, the It's, again, one of those things that the only reason that I have them is because they did Aquaman – I don't know if Aquaman was first. I think Batman was first, but and then now that I've seen the others, I'm like, oh yeah, they're pretty cool, actually. So I've got Batman, Joker, Flash, and uh, Aquaman, and the Flash is particularly fun. So maybe I'll try and do like a little group review of them. They're I don't know how much they cost in the U.S. They're like more than double the price of a normal pop here. I and I don't know that they are double the value but it is actually interesting to see the pop kind of idea in some more interestingly posed sculpts i guess so there you go yeah um i'm not sure what it is about whacking jim lee on it that makes people go oh my god i have to have that not that i don't think he's a good artist but i've never understood that particular phenomenon Um, same yeah. Oh, damn it. I kind of like that Batman. <laughs> it's a Batman is actually really cool. No, no, but wait, they're doing a they're doing a Batman and Robin. Um Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, like on a <laughs> so that that that's cool. So, yeah, that's just another uh rabbit hole that I didn't need to fall down. But so far I have only bought one of each. At least I can say that. <laughs> watch this space sometimes with some of those oh, smaller things i think oh, i'll do a black a, and white aquaman too what aquaman. Yeah. i don't need that i don't need that my aquaman is in color <laughs> all right i think we've we've done this thing we did it all right yay it's great when we can get the whole gang together indeed it is yeah oh it's so awesome talking to you guys Thanks for it's putting awesome. up with me for all this time. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for putting up with us, especially Eddie. Uh, he's, he's like a little annoying brother, but I love him. <laughs> no, he's uh, very yeah. good. He's the uh, definitely uh, the little gust of energy and enthusiasm that we <laughs> needed to get through the, the second chapter of our lives. We'll, we'll need a new cousin all over <laughs> soon. <laughs> for sure, yeah. And he's met oh, Peppa Pig, so you know. Yeah. Shh, no. that was not said on air. Oh, 
crap. Edit that out. Are we like not not um, licensed to use that name, or we're just not getting kick, enough kickbacks? Or no, it was just an awkward meeting because he was eating a you know a BLT. So uh, <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> okay, I gotta go to bed. Uh, and John's gonna right. start his day. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Night, guys. Ciao. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.